are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. On the show today, we have part two of my sit-down interview with Blackhawks Stanley Cup champion defenseman Brent Sopel. And uh, that was your first year with the team. That was Taze and Kane's rookie year, correct? Correct, yes. Well, what were your first impressions, though, guys? You knew at 18, 19 they were going to be... I'm the old guy. Obviously, they were closer to age in my kids than they were to me. Than they were to you? Yeah. (laughs) So, um... Obviously, great kids. You take a look at the career. You know, yeah. obviously, automatic first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, you know, they're wrong. 18 and 19 years old. So, uh, you knew they were going to be great. It, you know, it comes with learning the league. Obviously, Captain Canada. You know, Jonathan Taze. Right. You know, World spoke, junior hero. You know, spoke for itself. And, you know, Patrick Kane, you know, the numbers that he put up in London and with the Knights were... You know, you know, stupid. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I didn't. I, if you sure. cra- took all my practices, my warm up, I still <laughs> didn't score as many points as he did. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're going to be good. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's a big transition to to come Definitely. to the NHL. Now, can you handle it? Can you handle the physicality? Um, I guess the game's not as physical like it used to be. You know, before oh four, right? Or, or it's a different lockout, game for sure. Completely different game. But you know, uh, I just you know, it was an honor to and a privilege to to watch them to mature and grow as you know. And you don't grow as players, you grow as men, right? which grows into players. Mm-hmm. You know, so to watch that whole group, that core guys of, uh, you know, Patrick Sharp, you know, and Duncan mm-hmm. Keith and Brent Sieper, just watch them grow as men. And, you know, when you grow as a man away from the rink, you grow on the ice. And it was just a pleasure to watch it. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I mean, I remember watching Blackhawks TV way back in the day and seeing – Taze and I had the best seat on the bench. Oh yeah. (laughs) Do you have any, uh, you remember any good stories of those kids getting picked down when they were youngins? Well, you know, hockey, we spend every day together. Yeah. You know? Uh, so we always talk everybody knows about, you know, practice. We've, you know, you, you gotta have fun to wherever it goes. And when you're playing 82 games, you know, everywhere we talk about sports and basketball and football and baseball, you know, obviously by far, uh, you know, I'm not biased. Hockey's the hardest sport. You know, when you got to play 82 games, you got to travel, and you're with each other. You, our day off used to be flying from L.A. back home. That was our day off. Yeah. You know, so it's not, you know, we're at the rink every day with the guys. So there's always practical practical jokes going on. You've got to, you got to, you know, make the mood light. You, you see the same ugly faces every single day. And uh, there's always jokes going on. We're always having fun. But, you know, that year we won in 2010, it's, it's never been a closer-knit group than I've ever been a part of. And, uh that's essentially why we won because we cared right. a, we cared that much about each other 
and the success of the team was because we cared about each other. Mm-hmm. The last team that got that got to get away with the work hard, play hard mentality before the social media era and cell phones were everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's it's sad. You know, it's a different world. It you is. know, and I think back to, you know, I used to have a when I you know moved away from home, I had a sixteen digit calling card. Because you know, call my parents because it was mm-hmm. cheaper on a calling card. I, <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 23 years old. So, you know, social media has changed the whole world. And, you know, we talk about, you know, election. You know, that wasn't around. No. You know, we could be, you know, completely different people. We didn't have to look over a shoulder um, saying who's taking pictures. And, you know, you can take a picture of somebody and, and it could look bad at a wrong angle without it being bad. You yeah. know, so our, our mentality is, uh, as athletes is – you know, completely different. You know, there's also social media trading. There's media trading where none of that was, you know, I think my first interview when I played junior, oh, I played great. I was this, I was, that, you know, <laughs> we didn't get, we didn't have the training. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's just a completely different world. Yeah. And it completely, completely different than 10 years ago, which is crazy. No, um, who's got a, who's got a house phone? Yeah, right. No, you, you guys don't even no know what a house phone a house is. Do you? No. What's a rotary those are, those phone? Those are long gone. I want to I want to see, you know, anybody can dial a rotary phone of your age group. Do you know what that is? No. Exactly. No, I'm out. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it, but you called me out, so there we go. (laughs) So I wish you had one. I got to find one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you played with the Blackhawks under Dennis Savard your first couple of years there. uh, Dennis was the coach. Um, And then you were also there for the transition to Joel Quenville. I know Savvy was respected by a lot of guys in the locker room. I actually remember watching a video of Patrick Kane is like 19 years old, crying, (laughs) crying when Savvy got fired. I'm sure he got torched for that. Um, but from your perspective, what was just the biggest difference from Savvy to Q? Because right when it seemed like Q got there, things just got rolling on all cylinders. You know, and, you know, you talk about Cantor crying. Well, you know, that was his first pro coach. And Savvy was, uh, you know, go back to you know, being a Hall of Famer and the goals that he scored. There's a lot of resemblance in Cantor and Savvy. And, oh, yeah. You know, Still so Emma. Savvy's respected in the hockey world and, uh, did, you know, did a great job. Joel is the second winniest coach, in, you know, in the history. And, um, you know, he has a, he has a chance to, to catch Scotty Bowman, but you know, an outside chance, I think he's 400 wins or something, you know, so you don't get that without respect and what Joel Quinville has and his ability is to balance personalities. So on a bench, the true 20, guy's there, guy, right? there's 20, there's 20 personalities, you know, so is it, you know, I need to get in, in, in front of Brent Sopel's face and get his wider cross to play good? Do I need to take Chris Versteeg in my coach's office and, and have a talk and tell him what I need? Do I need to go in, in the media and call him out so Marion Hosta plays back? Everybody, you know, is a different person. So he knew how to handle each guy and get the most out of them by doing that. And that's, that's why you're a great coach is that you can read the bench. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's not reading. It's reading, you know, how are they playing? What's, how do I handle them? And, you know, he was amazing at that. He's, you know, and that's why he got the respect why guys play for him because he knows how to handle each guy. Mm-hmm. Now, you want, you know, like myself, you want to call me out in the media, that might backfire. But he learned that he, about each guy. So, right. you know, he, he, he found the right ways to do it for each guy, and that's why he gets the most, you know, out of his players. And that's why he is his winning coach, and that's why he's done the things that he does. And right. that's what made, you know, the difference between, uh, you know, being a good coach and a great coach, you know, is balancing those personalities. Yeah, Joel was obviously a great fit for the Blackhawks at that time. Managed the personalities well. You take a look, you know, Colorado won Stanley Cup. St. Louis had some amazing teams. Mm-hmm. So wherever he's gone, he's succeeded. Successful. You know, so you don't get uh, to be that second winningest coach in history as it speaks right now without being great at what you do. And so, uh, you know, it took him a little time to, to win the Stanley Cup. But 
you know, here in Chicago, we're spoiled with three and right. six. Of course, it's the hardest trophy in the world to win. Oh, 100%. you know, so um, I played in Vancouver with some amazing teams, and we, you know, I think one time we had fifteen game unbeaten streak, like some amazing staff that never won. You know, you take a look; it's it's not easy to win Stanley Cup. So um, we're spoiled here in Chicago, 100%. and uh, people are bitching because we're not winning every I year. I know, and people you know. expect that now, yeah. which is ridiculous. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my sit-down interview with Brent Sopel will continue in just a moment. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action by going to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Are you ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. Plus, the NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer every week. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. You can also visit our good friends and our exclusive partner on social media at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, first year Blackhawks make the playoffs in 2009, been the first time in a while, long awaited. Fall in five games to the Detroit Red Wings in the Western Conference Finals, I think I remember shedding a tear or two, I really (laughs) thought that team was destined to be it. Um, tons of young talent on that team, but it really did feel like it was just one, one piece away from really being over the top. And then that next offseason, Marion Hosa comes in, snatch him away from Detroit, signs a 12-year contract, which isn't even allowed anymore. Um, I know you probably played against Big Hoss a ton or early on in your career, so you saw him a bunch, but what was it like to play with him every day? I mean, the guy's uh, so good. You no, know, obviously off the ice, he's an amazing human being, but on the ice, he's just an absolute horse. Yeah. And he doesn't get the recognition that, that he deserves and how hard he works and positioning wise. And um, yeah, you know, he was a, an extra piece, but you know, you don't get too many teams that win a Stanley cup without losing before in heartbreak. You know, we'll, we'll talk about Tampa Bay, no. you know, Tampa Bay, you know, obviously lost in six in, you know, in 15 against the Hawks. They got swept last year. Guess Couldn't what? beat the Bruins. Ever. You know, and you've got to learn and you don't learn by watching video. You've got to learn by mistakes and being out there sometimes. And you don't learn, you know, Losing, you should learn more than winning. And that's what we yes. did. That's, that's yes. what came in 09. And, yes, Marion Hosa was a massive part of that. And that, there's a reason why, you know, everybody talks about Kane and Taves and Keith. And, but Hosa is the biggest piece of that puzzle. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, what he does, he may not have scored that night. But let me tell you, he had two, two, you know, two sets of eyes on top of him because what he could do. And, you know, so um, and the development of Kane and Taves came from Hosa watching how he works every single day, oh, up yeah. and down the ice, 200-foot player, um, just things you don't see uh, from every guy. So um, he was definitely uh, the piece that solidified the puzzle you know, for this organization uh, that helped get over the hump. And, you know, guys are still playing, you know, the way they are because of him. Yeah. First battle Hall of Famer for, for a reason. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, again, obviously you talk about a human being, what an amazing guy, and uh, what an amazing career – um, and it finished off, couldn't have finished off better, obviously myself, because I was only going to get one chance to win. And, you know, yeah. uh, I said to him, listen, host, this is your third <laughs> year in a row. You better fucking win. I'm tired of this. 
Let me ask you, was he was he feeling the pressure in the locker room after losing back to back or was was he was You he know what nobody really talked about it because yeah, that yeah. wasn't a focus and um going back to 09, that's where we learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um you've got it's all about handling your emotions. You know, you go back to uh the National Series. You obviously Marion Hosa takes a back, so pull the drives, tips in front. Who was that kid? but that was the first time in history that the goal was scored in less than a minute, shorthanded to tie the series up. You know, so you have, you know, if you get too high and too low, you know, you lose out on those opportunities. And the 09, guess what? We're too high and too low. You had to learn from the mistakes. And, um, you know, that's where the things that were, we were a very calm group. Um, obviously, we're excited. We tied it up. We come in the locker room and we still, you know, we had a mission. Job was done. We, Job know, needed to be done still. It, you know, we had, we had to clear out, kill that off. There was still like, two minutes Four, left, yeah. and, you know, whatever that it was. was we had to kill that off and go. So we're focused. You go back to, you know, when we won the cup, they, they tied it up with, you know, three minutes left. I think it was four minutes left Hartnell, And, you know, we can host a skate too. Yeah, and that's, and that's what the game hockey is, is bounces and inches. And okay, there's nothing we can do about that. So do we go in the dressing room and get pissed off and throw things out and, you know, cry? No, we all sat down there. We did our thing. You know, um, I said a couple of things. We went back out there. And we won. So, it's all about handling your emotions. You can't get too high, you get too low, and everybody's like, oh, here we go, the cliche answers. There's a reason why those cliche answers are real. Cause, real because in sports, they matter. Right. And, that, you know, and, and playoff time, uh, they matter. You, if you get too high and, you know, take a bad penalty, guess what? You're done. You know, so, um, you know, that roller coaster, you can't ride it. Right. Uh, and then, so the host's situation was just so weird, the end of his career, the skin disease. Did, was there any... I was in Russia at that, that point in, in time. You Did know, you know in 2010, though? Like any, was that even a thing? I, I don't really even... Well, you know, again, um, we play so much hockey. Right. You know, I think that year we ended up playing, what, 110 games, 115, something like that. You know, we started the season in uh, Switzerland. You know, we had two exhibitions mm-hmm. yeah, in Switzerland, yeah, yeah. then we went to Finland, you got the Olympics that he played. You know, so um, was it a thing that it might have been? You know, I don't know. You had no idea. You know, but you don't get, you know, uh, long-term IR like that if you don't have something no doubt you know so people think that it's weird but guess what we're putting on these equipment on every every single day i don't day. mean weird in a sense i don't believe yeah, you do. it. it was just you know, no i okay. seriously don't i promise <laughs> you i don't but you know there's injuries that go on like i've had herniated 300 discs in my back for 30 years i don't talk about it we don't talk about our injuries mm-hmm. we talk about you know concussions we don't talk about you know we just don't that's as guys, as hockey players, we, we don't discuss things. You know, we are who we are, and we handle things how we are, and that's, you know, so was it around? It could have been. Maybe. Did I know about it? No. Okay. Did did majority of them know about my problem? No. That's just not, you know, that's not how we, you know, we are a problem. Right. Okay. We are in social media. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about another future first ballot Hall of Famer, Duncan Keith. Uh, guy's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer whenever he hangs it up. I think half the Hawks teams are going to be first ballot yeah, Hall true. of Famer. That's true. For me. Uh, <laughs> did uh did you did you play with Keith at all in the 2010 playoffs? Uh, I put you know I kind of rolled. Through. I, I was kind around. of uh, I was the DH. I kind of rolled through. You know you go back. Uh, Brian Campbell broke his collarbone against uh, at home in that 11:30 game. Started for NBC. Great job. Yeah, 11:30. Uh, eventually, eventually broke him. his collarbone. So uh, Soupy didn't play last half. He didn't play the first couple games uh, in that Nashville series. So I kind of rolled around and um, okay. Obviously, I didn't play the power play, but I played sometimes with Duncan Keith. But, you know, it ended up being, uh, you know, at that point, I don't even remember Dustin Buffalo was on the point. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was some transition. But, you know, Duncan Keith and Brent Sick, they played together most of the time. They've been together yeah, yeah. for years. And 
you know, it's a lot like the Sydney Twins, you know, in Vancouver. When you play with somebody, as long as, you know, you talk about any married couple that's been married for 20 or 30 years, you know what those tendencies are. You know, and knowing where your partner's going to be, you know, it's a big thing. That's why they're successful together because uh, they played so many games together. They mm-hmm. they knew each other's habits or tendencies. All right, he usually does this, this, and this. Okay, good. Now I know where to go. So uh, I did play a little bit, but uh, those two together were just a dynamic duo. Yeah, they were, they were locked down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before I continue this sit-down interview with Brent Sopel, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, German chocolate cake, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get 20% off your next Built Bar order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for 20% off your next Built Bar order. Uh, do you have any crazy Duncan Keith stories about his conditioning or his, I know he does some crazy workouts. It's completely ridiculous. And, you know, he's a specimen. Yeah. You know, you talk about a few different guys. Ovechkin, or, you know, excuse me, Chris Chelios, you know, played till he's my 99, 90 years old or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, nobody could keep up to him. There's certain specimens, you know, you take a look at Yammer Jagger. I think he played, started he just his came back. 44th, no, his 44th season, pro season. Yeah. Or he's 44 years old. He's like, it's just nuts. something stupid. I don't even know what the numbers are. He got an assist. So <laughs> there's certain guys that, that are specimens. You know, you can't. Uh, you can't beat genetics. Like my dad body right now is genetics. You know, uh, thank my dad for that. You can't beat genetics. Dad bods are in though. Uh, dad bods are in. So I'm trying to work them pretty good. <laughs> but it's all about genetics. And he works hard. But, you know, he's, he, you know, watch him. He can skate forever. Me, I skate for 30 seconds. My, it looked like a piano on my ass, slow as hell. And I'm like, all right, get me off. Oh, my God. Take this piano. And him, he's like, you know, not even sweating. And that's why he's as good as he is. And, um, you know, he skates where he is. Is you know he learned from figure skaters. Figure skaters are by far the best skaters, and right. you know, a lot of these most most of these ho- hockey programs have power skating in it. It's embarrassing. You waste your money. Figure skaters are the best skaters. Get some figure skater coaches because it's all about edges. You know Connor McDavid yes. is probably the best skater. He's all about edges. You know uh, Nathan McKinnon edges. You know so they're the best ones. And Duncan Keith's dad. Uh, you know, put him in figure skating wow. at a young age, and that's why he—that's why he's as good as he is because he can get into play, and if there's you know, a mistake or break it up, or he can come back and he's not tired. He can skate forever. Yeah. You know, I skate one lap, I'm ready to have a heart <laughs> attack. And him, he can skate you know 100 laps, and you know he's not even tired. And that's right. you know Scott Niedermeyer, you know was the same thing. Nick Lynch, the best players, you know they can play all day long. You know, the Brent Sopels, get me off the ice. <laughs> Tying off the glass and go. Yeah, uh, Keith has, I actually saw he's led the Blackhawks in time on ice every year of his career. Yeah, you know. Incredible. He can. You know, obviously, 
playing defense and playing forward, those are two different ice times, you know. Um, but some of the overtime games and double overtime games. The you, playoff games, he was playing like 33, 35. 33, like. I think, you know, my highest, uh, you know, back in my day was, you know, 27, 28 minutes. Guess what? I was done for two weeks. You know, I couldn't recover. You know, my body is different. You know, this is this specimen is not a you know long distance. It's a, it's not a running <laughs> body. It's a get in and get out. And you know, Duncan Keith can go all day long. Yeah, he's still 37 years old. He's still in the Blackhawks well, top pairing. You know, and and you wouldn't even look like you know look at him on the ice and way he plays and way he, again it's just efficiency. You know, he's very efficient with his skating, his technique, and uh, you know, like a golfer. You know, you got some golfers that are five foot five crushing the ball three hundred yards. Yeah. You know, because it's all about, you know, it's efficiency. He's not wasting any energy. And me, I'm pitchforking, <laughs> just trying to get Gas back there. there. And this big ass trying to get back. So, <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's awesome to watch. You know, it's just, again, to watch development of him and uh, Sharp and Seabrook and, and, and you know, uh, Kane and Tay. It's just, you know, it was a pleasure for me. Yeah. Uh, and so, after winning the Stanley Cup in 2010, you're unfortunately part of Cap Casualties. Blackhawks lost like eight guys. I was like, what's going on here? I win the Stanley Cup. Everybody's leaving. Uh, you were traded to, you were part of a big trade to the Atlanta Thrashers back then. You spent part of the year there, and then you went to Montreal. And then I saw you decided to play three full years in the Continental Hockey League, which yeah. should earn you a medal in its own. Maybe for Russians, that's normal, but. Uh, I had to ask you about the K. Yeah, I know you got some good stories about the K. You know, I loved it. You know, I, I absolutely love it. You know, the first uh, first team I played in, it was five hours east of Moscow flight. So from Chicago Nova here, right? Nova Kuznets was, was a town, uh, middle of Siberia. <laughs> I think it was 15 hours in the air to get get there oh, from man. Chicago, 12-hour time change. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, everybody in the KHL treated me amazing. You know, I also played in UFA. Uh, mm-hmm. So I played a year, year and a half in each city, you know, I've met one of my best friends in Ufa that I still talk to, texting with today. Um, during my divorce, him and I ended up becoming best friends. He's Finnish, lived in Russia, speaks eight languages. You know, an amazing human being. He, you know, he pretty much you know helped save my life. So, um, you know, nobody says they're going to go to Eastern Europe. You know, I covered all of Russia, Kazakhstan, and Belarus, and Sweden, and Switzerland, and Finland. You know, so I, I I have stories all day long. You know, <laughs> Moscow, you know, makes New York City look like a suburb that big oh it's massive you know you know traffic wise you know i was just there so we go back to you know when the locomotive the plane crash you know um rest her soul i had friends on that plane and i was sitting in a moscow airport ready to hop a plane when that happened you were in an airport when that happened in moscow you know so um i had to switch airports and I was just new in Russia, and obviously with my dyslexia, I can speak Canadian. I haven't learned American yet, so I can't speak Russian. So I couldn't take a train downtown Moscow, switch yeah. trains. So I took a cab. Well, four hours in the drive, I'm only halfway. <sighs> oh, no. And the airport's only 60 miles apart. What? That's so That's far. how bad the traffic that, was? Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, insane. You know, that plane that crashed, um, flood, a lot of planes are in, in Russia, can't leave the country. You know, so a lot of times we'd fly cross country, have yeah, to yeah. You know, have to stop in Moscow and switch planes if we're going to to Minsk to play in Belarus or to go to Latvia or uh, or go to Finland to yeah, you know, play yeah. Joker. It's uh, you know, it's you know, there's some definitely have some great stories. Uh, but I was treated treated really well. Um, loved it. Um, just you know, it's a different life. You got to be you got to be ready. You know, and a lot of fans here, hockey fans. You know, we get on Euro, Europe. You know, Europeans that come across here. 
you know, they come, some of them come here at 17, 18, you know, you're, yeah. you're going to a different country where it's a different language. And, you know, for an example, you know, in Russia, whenever you see somebody, see man, you know, see that man for the first time, you got to shake their hand. So every time you went to the rink, you had to walk around, shake everybody's, wow. that's out of respect. Yeah. You know, so if they're coming to a country here where they're at a young age, you know, they put, you know, ice in their orange juice, you got to shake hands. So it's, you know, I went over there at 30 five years old I think it was and mm-hmm. I was like deer in headlights holy shit where yeah. am I never mind you know so coming the opposite way coming here you know we got to give them a little break because it is right. you know it's a big change yeah 100% uh, and they do it at such a young age too a lot of kids coming over trying to get well, exposure you know some of these young draft picks first you know 18 years old or some are coming at junior you know 14 15 16 years old trying to go to a different country and you know it's not coming from Canada the US that's the same thing you're coming from Russia, which is Form- people have no different. idea, you know, how lucky you are living here in North America uh, until you've gone into countries like that in Belarus and Kazakhstan and, and really Realize see what's good you know, yeah, see yeah. what's out there. For sure. All right, Brent, one final thing I want to ask you about. I saw after those years in Russia, you decided to come back to Chicago, play for the Wolves and your professional career there uh, in Chicago, obviously, has been a special place for you. You won the cup here. Um, how did that opportunity all come about to finish your career with the Wolves? And can you talk about just how much Chicago means to you? Yeah, obviously Chicago it was great. You win, a, you know, you win a Stanley Cup, and you uh, this is where my family was, and you know, my kids were here. And, but you know, it's obviously a goal is to play a thousand games. I never got to play a thousand games in the NHL, but you know, I had an opportunity to get a thousand professional games. You know, and I didn't want to do that in Russia. You yeah. know, I wanted to come back here. Uh, somewhere here in the North America and, and try and get that. Now, was that going to be in NHL? Was that going to be H? I didn't know. You know, okay. I came back here and uh, obviously the, the Wolves were were great enough to to extend that invitation. Came to training camp, signed you know signed a contract, and was kind of like Reg Dunlop, you know, coaching and 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 playing. You know, mm-hmm. I think I played twenty five games, maybe something like yeah. that. And uh, I got you, my, they give you a big celebration though. For yeah, you know, and I've got my jersey and my stick from that. You know, so I got an opportunity to get my thousandth professional game. Uh, here in North America, you know, in Chicago and a place that's, you know, obviously near and dear to my heart. So, um, you know, obviously great thanks to them, um, you know, for that opportunity to get it here where I wanted to in North America. Ladies and gentlemen, Brent Sopel, Stanley Cup champion on the ice, but an even greater champion off of it. Be sure to check out Brent's website, brentsopelfoundation.org, and go donate to help Brent change the world. Brent, thank you again for joining me on the podcast today. It's been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up my sit-down interview with Blackhawks Stanley Cup champion defenseman Brent Sopel. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On Bets podcast. Every day, your boy Q and Lee Sterling provide you with the biggest locks, must-hit parlays, plus which teams to fade across all professional sports. Be sure to give Lockdown Bets a listen wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to check out betonline.ag to see all the lines and odds for any game you want to win money on. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, the number two, or my Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. 
You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until the next episode, thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.